0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Again, bear your faithful. Last Sunday, the gospel was taken from the sixteenth chapter of Saint John. Amen, amen. I say to you, if you ask the Father anything in my name, He will give it to you. Along with our Lord in instructing His apostles before His departure, here, Holy Mother Church chose this passage for us last week to highlight the importance of prayer for the greatest of gifts to our soul, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost. Now a few verses before that passage our Lord had said, It is expedient to you that I go, for if I go not, the paraclete will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will teach you all truth. And just a little earlier, our Lord had also said, If anyone loves me, let him keep my word, and my Father will love him. And we will come to him, and we will make our abode with him. How can anyone possibly think that God does not love us? Our Lord created us, He died on the cross to redeem us, He sent the Holy Ghost to dwell in us. He left us the Church with the sacraments so that we would be nourished with His divine life, even during our earthly pilgrimage. What more could we want? Sometimes, no matter what you give someone, they will never be satisfied. You can give them the shirt off your back, but they will not be happy. But why refuse goodness? Why do we misuse our free will to choose evil? Why is it that God says clearly to follow His commandments, and we choose to not always follow them? Why is it that a priest says to study the faith, pray more, avoid the near occasions of sin, and yet we don't always follow that? Why is it that children frequently do not do what they are asked by their parents? The unfortunate reality Is that sin exists? Sin is a transgression of the divine law. Sin has three elements. First, a transgression of the divine law. Secondly, knowledge of that transgression. And thirdly, free consent of the will. But what are the causes of sin? It's important that we know the causes so that we do not repeat them. In life, If we make a mistake, we have to learn more about our mistake, so that we do not make the same mistake again. Now the cause of sin is our free will, defectively choosing some mutable good in place of the eternal good, God, and thus deviating from our true, eternal end. Our beloved patron saint, St. Thomas Aquinas, goes in-depth in his Summa Theologica on the many causes of sin, in the first part of the second part, Question 75. We know the external causes of sin are the world, the flesh, and the devil. These pose as occasions of sin and temptations which incite to evil. But the internal causes of sin, for which we are the most responsible, are also threefold. First, ignorance in the intellect. Second, passion or strong emotions. And third, malice or evil in the will. Haven't you ever wondered why there is always someone near and dear to us that stops practicing the Catholic faith? Haven't you ever wondered why someone rejects God's love? To simplify, it's either ignorance, pride, lust, sloth, or other strong emotions and passions or malice in the will. Sure, they will blame scandal in the Church. They will say Catholics are hypocrites, or that the Church needs to get with the times. But that's basically a gag reflex from their guilty conscience. That's why it's usually fruitless to try to argue on their terms, because they have some underlying, deeper internal issue in their intellect unruly passions, or malice in their will that is causing them to transgress God's law. The reason I bring this up is that so often Catholics fail to spiritually profit from all that the Church has to offer. Just as there are three causes of sin, there are three causes for which we do not spiritually profit from the sacraments that we receive and the liturgical feasts that we celebrate upcoming Sunday is the Feast of Pentecost, which is the second holiest day of the year, but how many of us treat it comparable to Holy Week? Or how many of us will treat Pentecost just like another Sunday without much thought? If our Lord in the Gospels goes so much into depth about the Holy Ghost, how He is the parable, the helper, then shouldn't we use this upcoming week to unite ourselves to Mary and the Apostles in the upper room in how many of us began with the Church on Friday, the Novena to the Holy Ghost with our family? Let us use an analogy that is close to us to better understand how grace is poured out through the sacraments and the liturgical feasts that we celebrate. It is very typical to have a beautiful rose garden in the desert with beautiful roses year-round, but it is possible, though much more difficult than in other more favorable climates. Analogously, it is very difficult in this modern society to be saints because no longer are the values and ideals dominant in our modern society wholly and morally good. Our modern society is a desert. Products of our modern society, like our Catholic contemporaries Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, by their support and approval of abortion, are far from a King St. Louis or a St. Thomas More. Yet the same sacramental graces are given to Joe Biden, now just as they were to King St. Louis, 700 years ago. There is no question: our modern society encourages sin to such a wide and universal extent that would be unthinkable in the past, making it much more difficult for the average Catholic to be holy, because so many just go along with society. Our modern society is just as conducive to holiness and virtue as the hard, rocky desert soil naturally produces beautiful roses. To have beautiful roses in the desert, it is essential that the flower bed have good soil, rich in nutrients, to be able to absorb the rains and to be able to transmit the water and the nutrients to the plant. But if the soil is hard and rocky, then the rain will not be absorbed deep into the ground and will be of no profit at all to the plant, no matter how much it rains. In a similar way, if the soil of our soul does not possess sanctifying grace, humility, piety with the spirit of prayer, then the graces poured out through the sacraments and the liturgy will not be able to penetrate the soul as they are prevented from entering because of an obstacle at the surface. Just as difficult it is for roses to be naturally flowering and beautiful year round in the natural desert soil, so it is for our soul to flourish in holiness naturally in this modern society unless we have regular recourse to good conditioners for the soil of our soul. Thus, we can ask ourselves what efforts am I making so that the intellect of myself, so that my intellect is not ignorant of the truths of the faith? ignorant of God's moral law, ignorant of the teachings of the Church in the Holy Scripture. What efforts am I making this week that my intellect be instructed in the gifts of the Holy Ghost that I want and need to receive? Secondly, what efforts am I making to grow in humility, in patience, in meekness, so that my passions and emotions do not cause me to sin? Thirdly, What efforts am I making that my will be fortified in hope and united to the will of God, by charity. To drive out malice from my will, how serious and regular will I be about my daily prayer life? How will I put the love of God into practice by good deeds and obedience to His commandments? To profit spiritually from the upcoming Feast of Pentecost, so that the Holy Ghost finds a worthy place to dwell more abundantly in our soul. With His grace, we have to work on diminishing the three internal causes of sin. Thus, we have to instruct our intellect on our faith. We have to grow in virtue so that our passions and emotions are according to reason. And thirdly, we have to pray that God supports our will and hope and unites our will to His in charity. Then once the soil of our soul is well prepared, when we receive the reign of God's grace, such as the spiritual reign of the sacraments and the liturgical feasts, then the divine life of grace can penetrate to make our soul flower in holiness and spiritual beauty. Beauty in the desert is possible, and so is spiritual beauty in our modern world with His grace. So the choice is ours. Do I want to scrape by, hopefully make it to heaven? Or do I want to be a great modern saint, a great saint, a great desert flower for our Lord? There are already enough thorns in the desert, and our Lord has already wept enough over the loss of so many sinners. Let us be the rose of consolation for our good Lord. The choice is ours. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. So generally many of us have off of work and school. Let us use this day off to come to Mass, to make a visit to the Blessed Sacrament, or to do a spiritual or corporal work of mercy. The choice is ours. Let us make a priority this week to pray the Novena to the Holy Ghost as a family, so that our family may be a spiritual oasis for our Lord's abode. The choice is ours. What better preparation for the Feast of Pentecost than to attend next Saturday's traditional vigil of Pentecost as a worthy preparation for our intellect to be instructed by the six prophecies, as a worthy preparation that our emotions be united to the expectation of the liturgy for the Divine Helper, and that our will be imbibed more with the love of God. God will not leave us orphans. He wants to continually, abundantly bless them but the choice is ours. We have to instruct our intellect to banish ignorance. We have to grow in humility and virtue to eradicate bad, unruly passions, and we still need hope and charity to eradicate all malice from our will. Then, as we remove the internal causes of sin, the soil of our soul will be better prepared to receive the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, making our soul a beautiful desert rose Where our Lord will take pleasure in dwelling. He is coming, but how will we be prepared? The choice is ours. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.